0: Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.
1: You know, I've just been waiting for the day that we filled this house with worship. I've just been waiting for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in all of you to just fill this house I mean it's been beautiful as we've watched you know board by board go up (laughs) and wait with so much anticipation but it just feels so much more special to have us in it praising so thank you for that you know I think I don't want to let this moment pass without just a huge thank you um you know this this dream was on the heart of my parents for the last 14 years. I mean, the longevity of holding a dream in our hearts and keeping it in front of us and saying, saying yes to things and, and saying no to other things that are close second, but they're not the dream. And I'm just so grateful to just stand in the wake of a dream and that has been held so closely for so long. And I just love y'all and I'm so grateful yeah 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 so good and okay now look to the person on your right and your left we are all part of this like okay i want you to stand if you have Pulled a cable, moved a chair, carried boxes, hung things on walls, worked crazy hours, (laughs) decorated with the best of them. Like we are sitting in beauty because of the people. Stand up if you've done something to help this come to happen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you all in that room back there. (laughs) Thank you behind the soundboard. There's so many of you. Uh, And I want to also thank Dan, who has spearheaded this project. Wow. (laughs) Dan took on a five-month project that turned to... 25 months? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and we are just, we are, we are anchored to this ground in a building, and you have spearheaded and taken the load of so many conversations and liaised with the builders and just um, had lists running through your heads for months and months and months. And uh, we got you a, a, a railroad spike that's engraved. <laughs> with Build for Generations on it, Isaiah 61. But I've walked the halls this week and there are a hundred decisions and a hundred side conversations that um, we haven't had to carry. So Dan, thank you for carrying those for us. And thank you, Quinn. It's awesome. So this is a fun day. And when we dreamed of this day, we dreamed of celebrating and worshiping. It being a day of celebration, a day of worship. And so about three months ago, I reached out to Bill Johnson and Chris Fallatin and all of our apostolic leaders that have just sewed into this house. I mean, many of the people, have visited our house 14 times, once a year for 14 years. And just like poured into our leadership, poured into our school of ministry, poured into our Sunday mornings. And so I just asked them to send a one or two minute video. So we're gonna watch that now.
2: Hey there, Bethel, Atlanta. My goodness,
3: congratulations. We are so proud of you guys. First of all, just for who you are as a church. Man, I love hearing the good news. I love when I've had the chance to be there and now you've got a building. I'm impressed. You beat us. You arrived at the promised land (laughs) before we did, and we're so glad for you, so glad. God bless you guys as you fill that place over and over and over again with people, but especially with the presence of the Lord to bring kingdom to that part of the country. We're so thankful. I love you.
4: Thanks. Bless you. Bethel Atlanta, congratulations. Can you believe it? You're in your new building? How long is, how long have we been working on this? We've been working on this for a while. Way to hang in there. Way to be faithful. What are you gonna do with that tent? I don't know, roll it up, sell it to the Boy Scouts? I don't know what you're gonna do. That tent serves some, ah, can we get rid of it? Are we actually gonna, we're happy to get rid of it, aren't we? Yes, we are, we are so happy to get rid of it. Well, I just wanna say, I'm so proud of you, way too, March down the field and accomplish something huge like this. Uh we're different now. We're we're a different church, we're a different people, we're a different leaders, we're a different community. And I think that uh this process has really been something to build you into who you needed to be to fulfill the mission that you've been called to, which is really to be a, a, a regional impact and i'm so excited for all that's going to happen god bless you guys congratulations hi bethel landa chris valentin here from bethel church in redding california I'm so excited that you guys got your own building and your own land. Isaiah 62, God says that He's going to make a covenant with your land. He's going to actually marry your land. You should read that passage. It's so beautiful. And I believe that this is a new uh, era of beauty, a new era of glory. I believe that you have coming out of the cocoon of COVID and you're moving in to the metamorphosis right now of a new season, a new beauty, a new emerging like a butterfly. And I'm so excited for you. And God bless you guys. I, I love, I love what you guys have built there, the school that you've built, the team that you have
5: there. And we're all very proud of you as fathers of part of your movement. God bless you. Hi Bethel. Congratulations. What a great day. What an important achievement. I want to congratulate the leadership team, Pastor Lauren and all the team for what God has done through you to make this miracle breakthrough possible. And the exciting thing about this beautiful building, isn't it gorgeous? It is absolutely incredible. But it is also a symbol of a new season that Bethel Atlanta is in, a season of harvest, a season of multiplication, a season of kingdom influence growing, and a season really of signs and wonders. And I can't wait to see all that God's going to do in this season, in this building. Get ready because it's going to be filled so many times and so many amazing things are going to happen. And in this room, because of your faith, thank you for everyone who gave to make it possible. Thank you for everyone who prayed. Thank you for all of you that have stood faithful with the Bethel team, the Bethel church to make this day possible. Look what the Lord has done. We give him all the glory and we're excited because it's only the beginning of a new season, a great chapter in the history of Bethel Atlantic. Congratulations, all of you. God bless you.
2: Bethel Atlanta, just huge, huge, huge congratulations on this momentous moment as you move into your building. Uh, I can remember Steve from Strategic Planning Workshop through to attending School of Ministry and then meeting in the back room of their house with the team and on through different buildings and venues and, of course, into the tent, uh, which you can see there behind me and now uh, your very own building congratulations you've never changed the subject you wanted him you wanted his presence there in Atlanta so from myself and of course from Sue we just send our heartfelt and absolute congratulations to you that you made it this far and even that feels like it's just the beginning. Uh, We love visiting Bethel Atlanta. I think we've been nearly every year uh, apart from last year. It's one of our favorite places to go. It's a number one priority to see on our calendar and we can't wait uh, to be with you and worship together with you in your new building. So congratulations to you. We really do love you very, very much. We're so impressed at what you've done. We, We are amazed actually at the way that you have just never changed the subject, continue to train and equip and send and deploy people out of the school there. But most of all, to gather together to worship and to believe that really nothing is impossible. And you moving into this building, what a testimony that is uh, for this moment in time. So congratulations. Well done and glad that we won't be in the wet tent, but we'll be in the warm building. So well done and see you soon
4: hey Bethel Atlanta Steve Backlit here I wanted to just say congratulations what a, a journey it's been to get into your new building and Wendy and I are so thrilled we're so happy for you thanks for persevering thanks for not giving up you guys are bigger and more important than you know And I believe that building is gonna help facilitate a regional revival center. God's gonna do great things. You've built great muscles being in the tent, being outdoors, (laughs) persevering. Hey, love you, Lauren, Uh, Dan, Justin, Blake, Steve and Lindy and team. God bless you. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be wild and it's gonna be full of him. Hey. So good
1: so good. I'm so grateful for their investment. It's made us part of who we are today. (laughs) I love that line in the song, remembering who we've been all along. (laughs) So beautiful. And today I just wanted to talk about who we are. We are those who dream. Today is the fruition of a dream. We're a family of dreamers. We partner with heaven Imagine with God and see Jesus get his full reward. You're living in a moment that was once a dream. This day was on the heart of the Father long before it even became a dream in my mom's heart on a blue piece of poster board 14 years ago. Long before we sat around a small, tiny living room with 30 dreamers in Redding, California and dreamt, what is our school gonna look like? Is it gonna be a night school? Is it gonna be for, for professionals that can, any age can come? We, we dreamt that 15 years ago in a tiny house in Redding with 30 dreamers. Long before a local pastor said to dad, Steve, what are the dreams in your heart? And he walked into a, a prayer house and opened a book that said, Steve, may all your dreams come to pass. <laughs> this was already on his heart. <laughs> we are living in the fruition of a dream. Yeah, so We're those who dream. We're those who imagine with him. We have a divine imagination that he's touched. John fifteen seven. it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. We love abiding in him. (laughs) If it matters to you, it matters to him. He's waiting for the dream of his people. He's waiting to hear the dream that's on your hearts. This is an inheritance of this house. We're a house of dreamers. It's sewed into the ground. We've been pouring it into the ground, you know, week after week. I've been walking through this building before the chairs were in yesterday, And I've just been imagining with the Holy Spirit, what does it look like? What's going to happen? Because there's going to be encounters on different parts of the floor in this room. Like somebody's life's going to get touched right there. And the Holy Spirit's going to fall on them. And they're going to walk out of this room never the same. (laughs) There's going to be a person over there that has a radical healing. That they are like, "I, I didn't know this was possible impossibilities are going to bow their feet to the name of Jesus in this room. I've just been walking, just walking this empty floor like, God, what do you want to do? What, what, what do you want to put on my imagination? I've been reminded, you know, it's just a reminiscing type of time of life right now. (laughs) The last 10 days since we got our CEO, I'm like, wow, look at what we've, what we've done in 15 years and, I was reminded of this word that Vanessa and I got, I don't know, 12 years ago in my parents' living room. We were meeting with Chad Denman, he was a guest speaker. Me and Vanessa have been friends for 25 years probably. We were in youth group together as kids. And uh, and in uh, in the prophetic word, Chad said, I see you and Vanessa holding hands and you're just playing with a bunch of kids. You're holding hands to play Red Rover. And you're like, Red Rover, Red Rover, send autism right over. And kids would sprint through the Red Rover game and be healed instantly. (laughs) I am dreaming of this day. It is our portion. Serious diagnoses that affect the mind will be healed. Kids are gonna go into that beautiful kid's wing and they're gonna play and worship and hear the word of God and they're gonna come out whole and healed and perfectly healthy. It's our portion, it's the dream of my heart. It's in our imagination and it's the prophetic word. It is coming to pass. We are living in our inheritance. We are a house of dreamers. We are those who dream. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you desire and it'll be given. There's words over this property that people are gonna drive on, get sozoed, saved, healed, delivered. (laughs) What's it gonna look like when someone drives on and they're like, wait, what's going on with my body? Wait, this is, I didn't expect this. I'm imagining healings just taking place. I'm putting vision in front of our face, put vision in front of your face and partner your expectation with it i 'm going to picture what God wants to do. our will and our imagination are at odds so let me let me partner my imagination with what He wants to happen. Yeah, so good. You know i 'm just remembering some of the crazy testimonies over the years people getting out of wheelchairs but people on an outreach in atlanta in the early years of bss Bassam, uh praying for a guy that was at the spinal clinic paralyzed um a soccer player and he gets out of his wheelchair <laughs> he gets out of his wheelchair we give him a soccer ball like hey this is who you are <laughs> i'm just imagining with him can we all imagine with him what does it look like when heaven comes down let us let our minds be transformed let us imagine with him we are those who dream <laughs> you know in a, in judy franklin judy franklin is bill johnson's assistant and uh 15 years ago i was in her living room and uh she she just leads people on encounters in heaven. And I heard the Lord say so clearly, he said, go and serve your dad's vision. I, I was like, okay, that's clear. I can do that. It was 15 years ago. I was an industrial engineer. I had no idea what was next. Go and serve your dad's vision. Okay, okay. This is who we are. We're those who hear his voice and we run and obey. It's our greatest joy. <laughs> You know, in Matthew four, it says, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. His voice is our life. It's our nourishment. It's our food. We find our life in his voice. We are those people. It's who we are. It's part of the foundation of this house. You know, that led us to the property three and a half years ago, almost exactly. we heard the Lord as a team say, "Hey, move on to the property, get into the get onto the land." So we did it. <laughs> we did it. look to your right and left. we did that. We got onto the land because He said so and it's the safest, most wonderful place to be. I want I want to be nowhere else but in His voice like obeying His voice. And, and our lives are marked by obedience. Our lives are marked by hearing and obeying. And it's in all of your stories. <laughs> Whether you've been here for a few weeks or 15 years, I just hear it in our conversations. It's wild. I talk to people and they're saying, yeah, God told me to do this radical thing. And I did it. God told me to move my family across the country okay, I'm going to do it. God told me to to step out in faith in this way. And I did it. It's in all of our stories. (laughs) It's part of who we are. We are those who hear and then run and obey. And I love that line, remembering who we've been all along. It's our safest place. It's our most favorite place. (laughs) I've been just mulling over that song that Zaina wrote, God, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful to God for people that write songs in our midst and they write them before, before their time. And we know them and pull the future into today. And this this line goes straight and narrow your path. I'll follow you anywhere. And I just straight and narrow your path. I'll follow you anywhere. It's our greatest delight to follow him, to hear his voice and follow him and and just lean back into his chest and listen to his heartbeat and hear his voice. I I just have found the posture. (laughs) You know, it's been a chaotic few years and everything's swirling. And I I would say hundreds of times, I just envision myself leaning back into his chest and just listening to his heartbeat and being like, okay, Lord, what do you say? What does your voice say in your nearness? (laughs) And he speaks and everything else doesn't matter. It's what we keep saying. We're just keeping Jesus. We're gonna gonna follow his voice. We're gonna follow his ways, straight and narrow your path. I'll follow anywhere. We're those who dream. (laughs) We're those who hear his voice, run and obey. We're also those who restore cities. And our heart is this city. If we're here, this is our city. This is our we are we are anchored to this land, and this is our city: Tyrone, Fayetteville, Peachtree City, Atlanta. It's our city, and I just start dreaming into what is, what is God's portion for our city. <laughs> he is He is put it on the heart of those who dream, on the heart of His laid down lovers. I had a dream about three years ago, and I uh, walked into a, you know, granite, where they sell granite, and they're all lined up, and you walk, and you're like, oh, that's a nice piece of granite, you know, so lines of granite, so picture that, but they're glass, and I walked in, and they were all blueprints in the kingdom, like just like blueprints of God, what what he wants to do in the city, what he wants to do around but nobody was there. <laughs> and I'm looking, and I can't see the, I can't decipher the blueprint until I'm laying down on the ground. And I, when I look to my side, I can see perfectly just what he has in store, what his blueprint is for our city. And I heard him say, he said, oh, only the laid down lovers can see my blueprints. And I just felt the presence and the nearness of the father. And he's put it in us to be the laid down lovers that see what he wants us to see and that has solutions that touch our city. We are those who restore cities just by being in his presence and in his kindness and in his nearness. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. Oh, he's just calling us near. (laughs) Calling us to his voice. (laughs) I felt it significant today to fill the air with who we are. Who we are and whose we are. I've asked, I've asked Mike and Mom to come up and just add a few declarations over our house of who you and I are. Who we are.
0: So man, you guys look great. I'd like to share a testimony about dreaming. And this is a church of dreamers. And 14 and a half years ago, we're having a first staff meeting to talk about a building or land or what are we, where are we going to meet? We're in our garage at the time. And and uh, and that day I was praying, God, what, what do you want us to do? And I started having these ideas. And I said, Man, we need a lot of land. We need fields. We need 100 acres. And I said, I'm going to get a poster. And I'm going to draw it and show everybody tonight. So I get some crayons and edge markers out, and I'm drawing this, and this looks great. I drew this long driveway that curved to the right. Oh, I'm going to put a lake right there. I think I'll put the prayer house right there. I love magnolia trees along the the road. And I drew this, and I had so much fun. So I showed everybody that kind of, that's great. I said, uh, we need 100 acres. And they were going. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, that's good. And so I started what happened then. I started praying into this and declaring at the intercessors. We prayed over this and we interceded over this for eight years through ups and downs, through looking at, you know, 100 properties that they looked at in South Atlanta. And then what happened, it, was so, it became so real the more I prayed into it, the more the intercessors prayed into it. It became so real to us, but then it became real in heaven. And on October the 6th, on my birthday, the, the staff, we came driving down that road and I saw the field and I, I knew it was the land. I mean, what was so cool, I got here and the, half the staff was on, that, on the bridge and they knew it was the land. They started saying "Happy birthday," you know, but I, I knew it was our land, and that day was so significant. Also, we're walking around. And we decide this is 46 acres and something. We need that 53 and something acres, and it made 100 acres. So that day, they decided to make a bid on that land. Not only that day, we get home, and there's an eviction notice for ABC Building where we were meeting, leaning against our garage, and also. The, this couple had dropped off an Azusa revival book in our garage the same day. God was so speaking to us. I know, it's incredible. So that was an amazing day. Then, just, that was October 6th, December the 10th, Lauren and Blake's birthday. Um, we, we closed on this part of the land. And you can't make this stuff up. He goes home and says, Hayden, I bought you land today. She goes home tells the lake, Lake, we bought land today for generations to come. And then uh, January the 10th is Steve's birthday, and that's the first day we move into Sandy Creek. And today is spring, the beginning of spring, the first day we move in here. I think God loves putting exclamation points on on amazing milestones in heaven. So, and the last thing, the day we closed on all this land, I went home, I said, God, what? Okay, what now? You know, I just just felt like such a great answer to prayer. I said, tell me how to pray now. And that night I had a dream. And God had this Rubik's Cube, and he was going really fast. And he threw it against the wall, the walls and then the realms of heaven. And it was this tapestry. It was unbelievably intricate, beautiful. The colors were magnificent. And guess what was on it? Every one of your faces made it up and that was the dream and I went oh this is Bethel Atlanta this is the future generations to come you are the poetry of God you are his dreamers you are the sons and daughters of his glory you are the sparkling light for the multitude amen
6: ah thanks Lindy We are those that bring God's redemption to every single story. We see darkness with our natural eyes. It's easy to see, but we are the ones that's called to bring God's kingdom light to everything. So in regards to race, we've seen some darkness before, right? But God's gonna allow us to be a kingdom model and, and show what the interdiversity of what kingdom heavenly people operate like. And it's gonna be a model. When, when Lindy mentioned that Rubik's Cube, I saw the yellows, I saw the reds, I, I saw the blacks, I saw the whites. And it's gonna be so normal right here. And it's gonna impact the entire region. I'm just thinking about all the business people that are near, here, all the people that, that, that work many different places. They're gonna see it modeled in you. It's gonna start here. Amen.
1: So good. So good. I love who we are. I love who we are. I love what he's building through us and through the one on your right and the one on your left. He's called us. He's created a great destiny. Yeah. I've asked, So dad's going to come and he's going to share. Yes.
7: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Whoa, whoa, whoa y'all are awesome it's such a it's such a great um, look to look out to these five doors that are open and as it gets warmer these two doors to get open and and that view that looks pierces through to where uh 24-7 prayer chapel will be and and it's just inside is out and I've just had a sense that we're going to worship is going to go to another level as nature and beauty and excellence all come together we've paid a price together we're sowing into the ground and I'm just so excited about you I, I, I hope you all feel the sense of pride that I feel today, um, Jim, Jim Aldridge, who was the first graduate of the first year of our Bassem School of Ministry said, Steve, I'm just feeling such pride walking, seeing people walk through. I want all of us to feel that. As Jen said, whether I came to the to the party late or early, we all get the same reward. we all get to feel proud of what we're doing together. And uh, six years ago, I sat at a table and this table had a contract to buy the ABC building and it had contract for finances and everything felt, felt really good about those numbers. And in one of the hardest decisions of my life, we pushed away the table and said, no, good can be the enemy of the best. We were waiting for something better. It was worth waiting for something better. We pushed away the table. The waiting is over. The better is here. The waiting is over and the better is here. And I can't help but think over the years about the behind the scenes, the quiet serving. The serving is unto the Lord where no one else sees The places people went the extra mile, there was no thanks. No one saw to say thanks. And 15 years ago, I remember on Saturday mornings, I'd be at 6 in the morning brushing up on a sermon, and a light would come down my driveway every Saturday morning, and people would unload my garage, the sound equipment, and drive it to ABC, thankless mornings every morning. Every Sunday morning. I think about the setup crew. I think about the worship teams. I think about the morning that Donnie was so cold he couldn't move his fingers to practice. And, and I uh, think of Dirk in the mud and the parking and the rain. And we've had medical doctors serving Dirk to help park in the rain. It's very humbling. God sees. He really sees. I think about the 153 in our house one day and my wife said that's enough and Jesus loves her so much that we were in the ABC building one week later we didn't know it existed. (laughs) Jesus loves Lindy. (laughs) And I think about the ABC and Sandy Creek and Saturday nights at Living Proof, and I think about the day I heard it and was part of a decision to move on the land with nothing over our head. When you preach, hear his voice running a bay, you got to live with it sometimes. <laughs> I think about the 150 guest speakers that have come, apostolic, prophetic, the evangelist that sowed seeds into us. And it's in all of us now. And there's more to come. I've been thinking about a couple people that came into our school of ministry and I watched their posture and their countenance change. They were different people at the end of that year. I've been thinking about some of the dramatic healings and the ones to come. And like Lauren, I've been thinking about what will happen on that square foot. I've been thinking about you bringing a friend and a congregation that's reigning in life and reigning in their finances, and they come with a need, and those prophetic givers meet that need. been thinking about the sermons prepared and the sermons to be preached and i'm so optimistic about where we are today i sat in a room with our core team a few months ago and the question was what do you want what are you dreaming about who are you and as they went around the room i was blown away because who we are as a church what we're going for our vision It was in them, in their own special flavor, through their own voices, but it was cellular. It was granular. It wasn't being regurgitated. I thought, oh, Holy Spirit, only you could do that. And I left like, this is really gonna happen. I could feel it. Your leadership team carries a similar vision they're pulling in the same direction. They're honoring the point. They love each other, and more important, they like each other. (laughs) And if you've been around enough churches, businesses, or sports teams, you know that's not easy. (laughs) And what happens is that sense of goodness and purity and hard work begins to flow through our people. And community gets built, and the things we're dreaming for, the things we're we're not doing as well as could be done, can get better. And I've been thinking about these words like heaven invades earth, the Lord's prayer, and family gathering around his presence, and a year where dreams come true, and the year the Lord whispered in my ear, why don't you tithe into the income you've dreamt you would earn one year? And let me show you what happens. I've been thinking about the years we talked about we want to build, build big people before we build big churches and the 100 acres for a 100-year vision. And this land is big enough to contain your dreams. And we want to build a people who reign in life. Bethel Atlanta exists to empower you to reign in life so that you might help restore your city. And the vision of find 300 people who will make my presence preeminent, will seek my face, and will worship with extravagant hearts, will hear my voice and run and obey. Find 300 people, those 300 will, turn, will help you find 1,000, and 1,000 of those will restore your city. And the prophets have said, you've come through the 300 recently, and now you're part of the 1,000. You're going to help us find and build 1,000 with a heart to make our city better. It's a noble calling. It's a big calling. It's an impossible calling. But it's a house where dreams come true. It's worth fighting for. You're the place of dreamers. You are those dreamers. He's built a people who want to reign in life. This whole reign in life thing came. From Proverbs 1 1 in the Passion Translation. Here are kingdom revelations words to live by and words of wisdom to empower you to reign in life. Isn't that beautiful? He wrote the book of Proverbs, 31 chapters of wise sayings. Why? Because he wants you to reign in life. And we're in Isaiah 61, people. I can't help it. Whenever I open that verse and I that chapter and I look at it, and it was Jesus' inaugural address, and he opened up a book. He opened a scroll. Wouldn't you pay to be there? How much would you pay to be a fly on the wall? He opens a scroll. It's his first sermon. It's his mission statement. It's his inaugural address. I've come for the hurting. I've come for the broken. I've come for the humble. I've come to release captives. I've, set, I've come to free prisoners. And every one of us can relate to that statement. In a broken world, in a fallen world, somewhere we've been hurting. We've been broken. We've been humbled. We've been captive. We all relate. And we don't forget, so it keeps us to never look down on someone else. We've all in need of a savior, and his name is Jesus, and he came, and he opened that scroll, and he said, I'm proclaiming the favorable year of the Lord. I'm proclaiming jubilee. I'm the shame taker. I'm the chain breaker. This is the year of jubilee and freedom. That's our Jesus, and we, the humbled ones, the ones who came hurting, we came to that cross hurting. We say, yes, that's my my Lord, and he says, I'm going to I am the Jubilee one and I'm going to turn you into oaks of righteousness and oaks of righteousness felt a lot like reigning in life and at the end of why why turn us into oaks of righteousness not just to be a country club or a blessed week club there's a purpose to restore the ruined cities Isaiah 61 says That's who we are. There's a purpose. And we are. This isn't a destination today. It's just another time to dream. And in some of the waiting and some of the two steps forward and some of the the one, one step back and some of the whatever, disappointment can get on us, delay. Hope deferred makes us heart sick sometimes. But fulfilled longing is a tree of life. Today's a tree of life today. We're planting trees today. You're planting trees today. We're part of the thousand together. And in this home, we're going after our city. We're going after revival. We're going after restoration. We're going after every word we sang about today. Together. It's just beginning. Dreams come true. And daughters and sons say, hey, I'll go after my daddy's vision. And we know through honor, there's promotion. And there's a whole church setting themselves up for promotion. So I wanted to ask uh, Leif if you'd come, and Justin if you'd come and help us Help us send, you got a proud pop-up here today. Couldn't be more proud.
7: (laughs) First of all, I have to say, congratulations everyone. Wow, (laughs) say wow. wow, say it backwards. Say it upside down. (laughs) Actually, I was supposed to be on a video. I was supposed to be in a conference this weekend and had made a video. And uh, for all of you that I'm not contagious, it just sounds like that. Uh, I've already had a couple of COVID tests. uh, But anyway, I lost my voice and supposed to be in bed. But I couldn't be in bed when I could be with you guys. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just also sensing just such a celebration. Uh, I was here on Friday and then Saturday, just be walking the property and just uh, been very overwhelmed by uh, the journey and just the faithfulness. And again, wanted to honour both Steve and Lindy and Lauren and Brett and the senior leadership and just uh, so many different people that have paid so that we get to play. So can we just give them one more hand? It's just. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, there was just a couple of things in my spirit. A couple of years ago uh, in the, on the property, I shared a message from John chapter 20, verse uh, 19 to 23, but I just felt there was something significant. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, I've seen there's been a major outpouring of God's spirit. We've actually had uh, three blind eyes open in the last two weeks. and. Uh, uh, we saw one lady totally with stroke, heals, so a lot of creative miracles, just in a, more in the last two weeks That probably the last two years has started to happen. And I think it's connected also to our house here. So we just see an outpouring, but also salvation. We've had 160 people saved in the last two weeks too. So we're seeing the harvest that we were singing about. So. So there's something in my spirit of anticipation about what God is doing and what God is up to. But I, I thought about it when I came in. I remember I spoke on John 20, verse 19 to 23. And it was actually the season where the disciple, uh, to some degree, they had, had his hope deferred. I mean, they had a long Friday and then it was a long Saturday. But then a Sunday came along. And um, I know for some of us it's been a two-year or nine-year or 15-year Saturday between Friday and Sunday. The congratulation today is Sunday. Yay! It is resurrection and it is life. But in that, there's just two small things. But in that, Jesus just comes. They are in a room. I think it's almost like a tent, and Jesus just fills that room with His presence. And I feel that first—that's the first thing about this whole place. It's just a place that is just filled with His presence. And then Jesus says, "Peace, peace be upon you." He filled that room with His peace. And I think we're going to be a people of His presence and peace. The second, the third thing is He showed them His hands and His side. He showed. Told us, his provision in this season. Anything that you need, look at his hands and his side, the provision is there. And then the Bible says, They became glad, they got a new passion. And I think we're going to be a people of passion. And then at this double for your trouble, he gave them one more round of peace. He said, Peace to you. And that's just the alignment, the presence, the peace, the provision, the passion, and the peace. And then there's a new purpose. He said, As the Father sent me, I so send you. And I think this is also the picture of the dream from the 300 to 1,000 that are being sent out, that is going to represent the Father just like Jesus represented the Father. And then you come to, here's the verse that I felt now for the rest of this year, then John 2022, 20, where it is actually then. Jesus breathed in them and said receive 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 the Holy Spirit I feel that we are in a season right now we're going to have an outpouring of receiving a freshness of the Holy Spirit and the purpose of this filling is the spilling it's just so we'll be aware of it so Jesus, brethren, have received the Holy Spirit. And then I feel that the transition towards next year, this is just prophetically that is in my heart. And that is, there's gonna be a new ministry of reconciliation he, it, it, that is going to take place. And that's gonna be between husbands and wives and children and races. But he says in the next month, if you forgive the sins of any, that's John 20, 23. So the next year, so we're gonna have an outpouring of God's spirit in this next season. And we're gonna be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit and we're gonna experience in that. But the second thing we're going to go to with a ministry of reconciliation that's going to represent God before people and people before God. So, Father, I just thank you so much for our family. Yeah. And I thank you, first of all, for your faithfulness. And I just thank you for this season where we've had a sunset, but I thank you for the sunrise. We've had winter season, but thank you that springtime has come. We've had Friday and there's been Saturday, but today is Sunday. It is resurrection. There's new life. And I just ask you now, even in this season, as you're going to start to pour your Holy Spirit, that you're going to fill, fill, fill us up with the freshness of your Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Father, that, uh, wow, what you're going to do in us and to us, you're also going to do through us. And I just wanted to honor your presence here today. When we have your presence, we have everything. If we have everything and we don't have your presence, we have nothing. So he's just gonna bless the rest of your life. That's double for your trouble, the rest of your life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Amen.
8: Wow. Wow guys, yeah. Nine years ago, Jen and I came and Steve Hale looked at me and said, our insides are bigger than our outsides. And it's been a long winter season, but spring is upon us. Get ready for some big fatty grapes, some big fatty fruit to begin to just uh, hop on that vine. So why don't you guys stand on up with me? I wanna let you know something super important. It's a season of miracles. It's a season of miracles. Went to the bathroom just a moment ago and when I was coming back during worship, Joseph Parkman was over here and he's just doing this. I'm like, what's going on, bro? And he's like, oh, I need a chiropractor. I'm like, yeah, you do. And then I walk away and I turn around, I said, be healed in Jesus' name. Then I said hi to his wife. And he goes, I'm good, I'm good. There he is, Joseph, I'm good. I'm good, there it is, come on. It's a season of miracles. These things are loaded, guys. Yeah, all right. Well, we do, we wanna end the service with miracles. We wanna end the service going after it. If you've never received Jesus as your personal savior, today's the day, today's the day. This is truly, truly reigning in life is all about being restored into the family of God because
0: of the cross.